What's up, legends? On this episode of the podcast, I spoke with Ron Williams. He's the man behind the Portsmouth Street Art Project, which has been making big waves in the community lately. Ron is an amazing example of someone who had something new that he wanted in the community. And instead of complaining about it, he did his research, attended a city council meeting, and started making things happen. Ron had no major connections or funding in place, no prior experience with a project like this. But over the last year, his project has been on the front page of the Portsmouth Daily Times, featured on WSAZ multiple times, and has been a new source of excitement for local creatives who need a space to experiment, express themselves, and meet other people. Ron is proof that there's still a seat at the table for so many different kinds of entrepreneurs in the comeback city. Everything from car salesmen to graffiti artists. And a special thanks to Ron, meant your desire and bravery to just step out and try something new has certainly affected a lot of people for the better. So thank you to you. Your story is important. Um, enjoy the episode, everyone. Bernard Glockner died in 1876. It is to recall that the funeral cortege was the largest ever seen in the city. This is the Local Legends Podcast. Welcome back to the Local Legends Podcast. I'm here in the Glockner Speakeasy uh, with my friend Ron Williams. Welcome, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me, man. He's here with the uh, Portsmouth Street Art Project, um, and we're here to talk about how all that came to be. Just saw a spot on WSAZ with uh, with your project mentioned, your name mentioned. Uh, How's it feeling that it's all out in the open, man? Uh, It's... It's awesome. It's definitely gotten to the point where I never thought it would get to. Mm. Um, you know, it really blows my mind how how much people are like taking a liking to the project. Mm. Um, I really thought it would just be me and a few friends just going down and painting on the wall, but it exploded beyond that. I had no idea this many people would actually, um, you know, enjoy it. If yeah, that's something that. Other people would also like doing. Mm. Like, yeah, so because it just blows my mind. Street art's kind of maybe viewed in the lens of a lot of people as kind of this fringe thing, like oh, this yeah. outsider kind of thing to do. Yeah. But then it's like on the front of the Portsmouth Daily Times, and, yeah. <laughs> and then it's uh, WSAZ's covering it, and uh, people are really taking interest, which, like you said, is, is really cool. Yeah, it is really cool. So um, just give me the Wikipedia version of uh, yourself and how this got started here, man, just the summary. Uh, well... I've been drawing since elementary. I actually got in trouble for it in class all the time. <laughs> so, but it never extended past like doodling. Um, up until I hit middle school, I met a friend. He moved here from out of state, and he was showing me like graffiti, and I was like, "This is awesome!" Because then, because at that point, it went just it went past doodling into some like to an art form that I actually wanted to um, do myself. Mm. So, me and him, we were just going back and forth, and I would do it on and off for for some years. Uh, he eventually moved away, so I didn't really have that connection to graffiti other than him. But uh, since he was gone, it was just me, and it was it got kind of boring because it's definitely a lot more fun with other people around mm-hmm. you know, doing it with you. That's kind of the whole point. And so over the years through high school and to where I am now 10, 11 years later, I always picked it up and back down again. And this last recent time in 2018 is when I picked it up again, 
Um, I was doing some uh, like research on YouTube, mm. and I came across this guy on YouTube named Doke. He is a pretty well-known uh, artist, um, graffiti artist uh, in Slovakia, mm-hmm. um, and he was just documenting like how his progression and how he's doing, how he's progressing as an artist, as a graffiti artist, and he does like a lot of legal walls. Mm-hmm. I was, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. I was like, that's a thing that they allow <laughs> people to do graffiti. What? So like, it just that that part blew my mind. So I was looking at other legal walls and like, wow, they like over in Europe, like they love it. It's not it's not like how it's viewed in like the U.S. It's very coveted and it's very looked down upon because the whole uh, vandalism aspect. Sure. Completely understand. Yeah. Yeah. However, during I learned that during the the Berlin Wall mm-hmm. is when the graffiti exploded over right. in Europe. Sure. Because the wall, you know, it brought a lot of artwork and stuff to people. Were, oh, man, know, the political. wall had so much meaning already oh, yeah, that absolutely. people were uh, trying to say something with yeah. this. So, yeah. So that made a lot of people get into graffiti because graffiti was very anti-establishment. Mm-hmm. So, but then it it expanded from what graffiti was, and like back in the eighties, it was about what they call getting up. Mm-hmm. It's all about clout. They just just putting your name everywhere. They don't matter. They don't care that's vandalism or whatever. They just do it to get their name out there. Sure. So, but at some point during like the nineties, I want to say early two thousands, it turned into something else. Mm. Um, the, those people that still do it illegally, they're called graffiti writers. They're, um, they're all about just clout and getting their name out there. That's all they care about. Mm-hmm. And through like different styles and stuff. So, but then graffiti writer or graffiti artists do it legally, but do it for the art of it. Mm-hmm. So they, they just appreciate the art. That's what I consider myself as. I'm, I've never done it. Illegally, because I was a good kid, I was scared of my parents. <laughs> so, and um, they had they had the power to take that away from me, right? If I wanted to, if sure. they wanted to. So I definitely wanted to keep it, you know, be a good kid and stuff. I didn't want a record or anything, so I just kept it to myself. So yeah, after I learned that it can have it's legal, it can be legal. Right, dedicated yeah, kind of I'll, spaces I'll, to it. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. So I I wanted to see. I'm like, well, shoot, is there any type of legal walls around here where they let people do graffiti? Sure. And stuff around, and there's nothing. Yeah. Did you did you find did you just not find anything in Ohio or did no, you find anything no, close? Nowhere. Yeah. the The closest thing I've seen is is a play is a bridge called in Pensacola, Florida. Wow. Just called the. I think it's just called the Pensacola Bridge, mm-hmm. but it's, they don't—they're not about like graffiti or anything. I mean, you could if you wanted to, but it's more like you know softball teams or you know other you know community-based groups that just want to go out and have a good time. They'll just go down and paint their like little designs and stuff. Sure, but it was never about like graffiti. But like I wanted to do like something like graffiti and street art, like murals, whatever, whatever people wanted to do. That was really it. Like embracing was about the creative process. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. So, 
Other than that, um, they're in some bigger metropolitan areas, uh, New York, Chicago, you know, places like that. They sometimes allow uh, graffiti uh, writers to um, use certain spaces that was eventually going to be uh, demolished. Mm. You know, some you know something like that, but it would eventually be taken down or taken away, and then they wouldn't be able to use it anymore. Right. So, but there was never something like set in stone. It was always something like that. There, and then there's also a wall in L.A. Uh, on the located right on the beach. I'm sure if you've seen videos of uh, the the Venice Beach over there, mm-hmm. you've seen the wall. You just didn't know it was. But like it's it was only like a weekend thing. People were only allowed to do on weekends. You have to ask for permission. So it's not it's a free wall, but not entirely free. Sure. Yeah. So, um. And then there's some other places where people just uh, painted and the 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 group or company that was that owned this section they just stopped caring. They don't care. They didn't just like, hey, yeah, come and paint the wall. It's sure. just like whatever they're doing it. We like it's out of sight. No one cares about it. Just do it. Right. So so that's definitely not the direction I wanted to go. Right. Yeah. Just like this direction of obscurity. And yeah. So like over in Europe, they they have things like that. Mm. Like where it's like, yeah, this is a free wall. Come come paint it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And they also give uh, other places like under underpasses where there's just like a like a I want to say a dam, but there's just some kind of concrete structure. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah under there. Um, so. So I was just like really motivated to to get something here, and I wanted to open people's minds to what graffiti is or could be, right? Because it's not always negative. Sure. Um, because I think people's connotation is focused on the graffiti writing portion of it. Yeah. That just people vandalizing things, just to vandalize things, right. claiming p- property that's not theirs, kind of. Right. And there's people that do that. Sure. But when it when it comes to like a legal wall. Mm. They're not going to go to the legal wall. I mean, they might, but they they don't care what's legal and what's not legal. Right. They do it. Some people do it for destruction. Yeah. So you're always going to have people that do that. There's like no getting around that. Mm. But there are some people that do that, but wish they had a wall. Right. So if we could take those people and kind of give them a space that's less destruction and vandalism that they're doing. Yeah. Like out in the public and stuff. The, the the favorite thought, my favorite thought that I've heard on just street art in general comes from Shepard Ferry, who's probably one of the most well known with Obey. Like when uh, oh yeah when he uh, he got real popular for that mm-hmm. imagery. But I I really like his thought on street art when he's saying that um, him and Bigsy work together. Sure, sure. That the unfortunate thing is is that um, you know. Unless it's an advertisement for McDonald's or something yeah. like that, there's not a lot of public airspace dedicated to other thoughts besides things that are uh, consumer centric, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, um, you know, what you're doing is just allowing, you know, I like when Charlotte Gordon, the way she describes uh, artwork when she's talking over at the museum, she mm. often uses the phrase like, 
basically says that installations charge a space like it provides a different kind of energy than was there before you know makes you look at a room differently and i i really feel that way about uh looking over the wall like Mm -hmm. driving over there a couple nights ago and and just looking at uh the pieces that were up Mm -hmm. um it really does you know it's behind the flood wall it was this big dead space Mm -hmm. that's now uh communicating all this energy we didn't have before kind of uh, inspires you like you take things away from it you know Mm -hmm. Um, and so just allowing for there to be this uh, space where you can um, just have this unfettered creative experience is something that we definitely didn't have here before. So as far as uh, I like you explaining kind of your mindset on it and um, your intentions with it, as far as getting it off the ground, what mm-hmm. steps did you take? Well, <clears throat> when I decided is like, I want, I want to do this. But I had no idea how to do it. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what I'm doing. I didn't know how the city works. You know, none of that. So I was talking to my friend who also um, dabbles in graffiti. I'm like, hey, this is what I want to do. Um, do you want to help me get it started? And he was like, yeah, sure. Um, I'm like, I don't know who to talk to or anything. He's like, uh, you can just ask the city. I'm like, what do you mean just ask the city? I just call him. He's like, no. <laughs> You, you, you go down and like they have the city council meeting and you just like talk to them. Sure. I'm like, I'm like my mind was like, what? <laughs> I didn't know that. I like, Listen. yeah, just, I like you fumbling <laughs> through this experience because there's just plenty of people that are in the same position that if they want something done in Portsmouth, maybe they have no idea where to start because yeah, it's not yeah. really that clearly communicated. Right. Or, you know, or. Uh, I find out when the next meeting is, I forget how I found that information. But um, for anyone listening, it's the second and fourth week of every month. And um, so I, I writ, wrote down like a speech, mm. uh, like a vague speech or notes to hit on. And I went down there and they were going through their like little lists and all their readings and stuff. And then I was like getting like super nervous because I have terrible stage fright. Mm. And Well, you're doing well just for the record. So. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> So yeah, it gets, it gets to me, and everyone's looking at me. I'm like, I'm already feeling the jitters by this point. And I look at my notes, and I'm telling them, like, hey, we, uh, I have this idea for like a street art thing. Um, and you know, like I was mentioning like the graffiti on the trains. Watching, I was like, I love watching that. I love seeing it. I love doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it would be really cool if we had our own space to where people can come and do that to where they don't have to go out and vandalize someone's property or public property. And like, we already have a, uh, like a head start in the street art because of the flood walls. That is street art. Technically that is street art. Sure. It's murals, but it's still street art, but street art is very vague of like what it could be, you know? Right. So graffiti, uh, falls under that category of street art. And so I was just explaining all that. And, to my surprise, they loved it. Mm. Kevin Kevin Johnson, uh, the the mayor, he was he loved the idea. I was mind blown. Edwin Martell, I haven't met him yet at that time. He was all for it. Uh, Charlotte Gordon was recently put on, um, like the council. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that was like our first or second fourth or sixth ward. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so they were all cool. With it. I was like, oh wow, that's awesome, and. Shoot, and then 
after the the meeting concluded, they're like, "Why don't you go research uh, like like these types of walls and these types of projects to see how they're ran? Come back to us, and then we'll talk about it." Mm. So that's what I did. Um, I went and I called the guy at Pensacola. I was trying to get a hold of the people in LA, and you know, wow. I was just calling all these people, just trying to. And most of them, that's when I figured out that most of them, they don't have someone running them. Yeah. They're just there. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I got four, I can't name them off the top of my head. I got four that is ran by like a group or a person Mm -hmm. in the U S that is it. Mm. If there is something else out there and they're not like, you know, publicly like Coming out with like, hey, come paint with us. They're probably a lot more uh, unofficial kind of spots, right? Yeah, that, that just... yeah. So there's nothing. So this project is really the first of its kind in the Midwest and the rest of the United States. Mm. There are some, um, almost maybe four or five, that's privately owned. Mm. Well, to where our the the Portsmouth Street Art Project is not privately owned. It's just it's a community um, based thing. And so that didn't really count because since it's their property, they make the rules, they make all this stuff, that didn't really count. And it's just something you had to go pay them to paint at this wall mm. or something some along those lines. So for, for this to be like a public and community effort to create street art, it's, it's really the first one in the U.S. Mm. That that's on the same path that we are. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so when I I was, I did all that, I brung it back to him. I worked with Sean Dunn a little bit. He's a really busy guy. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, so the, the first place I was looking at is there was a wall section right across the street from where they're putting in the skate park. Mm. It was a, it was a smaller wall section. Um, and I didn't really care for it because it was so small. Like, only, like, one or two pieces could be there at a time. Sure. And I was like, oh, well, I'll take what I can get at the time. So, so that's what I was doing. And and I had to talk to you, uh, was it, uh, the Portsmouth Mural, Inc.? Mm-hmm. I'm tapping on the table. <laughs> um, and I had to ask them, it was like, hey, can we use this section of the flood wall? And it's just it's tucked right in the back of the no one even knows it's there. Mm. Right. And it took them like three months to get a response because that was that was when um Winterfest was going on. So a lot of those members were helping with that and they couldn't really get together to talk about it. But eventually when they did, he called me back, he's like, Hey, sorry, we're not really comfortable with letting people paint on it. Sure. I'm like, oh, just crap. because it is in yeah. such Close proximity, probably, to the historical murals. Like, yeah, mm. yeah. So, so that that's when I was like, oh man, I don't know if we'll ever get this thing up off the ground. Sure. So I was looking for other places, and someone told me to go talk to Sean Boldman. Mm. So I went and talked to him, and he suggested this great area, which is the area that we have now, mm. and because it, it's huge, it's. Like, out in the open, yeah, it's in the back, like, tucked in the back corner. 
Right. No one knows it's there unless you're driving down there. You know, it's just really out like of the way. back behind the river kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So, but it's still in like an open spot to where you can still go down and go down and like enjoy like the atmosphere. You sure. Know, Do you know the what the square footage is? I don't know. I don't know. I just know it's big and green and huge. <laughs> well, it's like a, it's a huge section of the flood wall, yeah. um, really, sit, that sits right behind Shawnee State, right? Yeah, well, it's not actually, the the reason why we were able to get that, because it's not technically the flood wall. Oh, okay. That corner section is actually a really, really old reservoir. Huh, wow. Yeah, so you know where the big reservoirs are now on top of the hill? Sure. Well, that used to be where that. I got you. Well, that's yeah. where space is. But it's, a, a it's definitely ago. a public area. There's yeah. uh, trailers and people living along the ri- river there. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, a basketball court. Yeah. You know. That was recently put in, like, not too long ago. But, um, so he, he suggested that. I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. So um, I go back to Sean Dunn. And he's like, all right, this is what you have to do. Um, get Like, put a group together. You know, make rules and stuff like that. So it was actually becoming what Portsmouth Street Art Project is now. Mm. And I was able to recruit uh, some people, uh, Amanda Lewis. Like, without her, I would not understand any of this legal mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> okay? Like I, like, I was just the idea guy, and I just know what I wanted to do. And she's really hands-on in the community. She works with uh, um, Watch Me Grow Ohio, mm. which actually adopted... Portland Street Art Project, like as like a part of their organization. Wow, awesome! Yeah, so because of that, we were able were able to um, be that nonprofit. Mm. Uh, eventually, would like we would like to get our own nonprofit, mm-hmm. but but for now, we're just with them, and we're able um, have access to like funding and stuff like that. Wow, which um, but that 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 happened much later. So, um, I, yeah, so I recruited her. She helped me get a lot of stuff off the ground. She wrote, like, a lot of legal documentation. And and then we worked with Edwin Martell. He was, like, the biggest help out of all of it. Because without him, it would not get, like, pushed to where it is now as fast as it got pushed to there. Mm. So, um, yeah, I talked with him on, like, a week-to-week basis and... He said, all right, this is what you need to do. You need some, like, documentation. You also need, like, a nonprofit organization status, which is why Watch Me Grow Ohio kind of took me in because that's also Amanda's group. Mm. So, like, that's her group, and then she was able to bring us in. We used their uh, uh, status as a nonprofit to be able to lease the wall because that was the only way they knew how to give it to us that protected... Us, us as a group, the people painting on it, and the city, if anything were to happen. Mm. I don't know what would happen there, but they're, <laughs> they're just, like, really careful about that kind of stuff. Sure. So, they were they were working on the... Uh, the, the well, they got it passed on the council. And then... Um, and then uh, they wrote up the lease, and Amanda had to go and sign it. Because it was her non-profit status... On the it was our group, but it was her nonprofit status, and because we signed a partnership with Watch Me Grow Ohio, 
um, she had to be the one to sign it, which was like a bummer to me. Like, man, I wanted to sign it, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But um, which is fine still, you know. That's not that big of a deal. I'm just glad we have it. Sure. Yeah. So. Well, awesome, man. Listen, Ron, that story that you told is just a perfect testament to um, what you can actually manifest if you see it through. Just, uh, just as a, I guess you didn't. It didn't sound like you initially had a lot of connections or anything like that. You just right. had a, a dream and a passion for what you wanted to see happen in your yes. small town, yep. and then you uh, took it by the horn. So. Um, I guess there's just a lot, there's just a lot of people that just resort to complaining online and not really trying right. to make any of their you know unmet desires tangible. Exactly. Yeah. But so cool to hear how Portsmouth City Council was so open to your idea. Yeah. You pro- even it, and for you to speak up even when you probably just assumed that they were gonna maybe blow it off or you didn't know oh, what yeah. they were gonna I, happen. The, the yeah. first mention of graffiti when I was talking to him in that first meeting. I thought I was going to get shut down. I'm like, you know, <laughs> they just turn off your mic yeah. or what? <laughs> but we really do have a, a super progressive uh, group of people in city council that are interested in making positive things happen here. That's a testament to it, man. Yeah, I, especially since there's not much, uh, there's not many other case studies of this happening elsewhere. Right. You know, that uh, that's another thing. Like, I think the timing of me doing, uh, I think if I were to do it some years before. Mm. It wouldn't have happened, mm. uh, but because um, there's a lot of community involvement, there's a lot of things like changing for the better in Portsmouth. You know, um, I think, and I really pitched it to him in a way that I showed him that it's it's more it's more about positive community change and mm. you know and stuff like that. So I think because they were doing all that and want to build up Portsmouth again, like you know, comeback city, you know, that's awesome. And I think it was just a perfect time for that. For, sure. for them allowing to for something like that to take place. Yeah, that this isn't just a corner of the city we want to like throw a tag up on. This is like right. a corner of the city dedicated to the creative process, and it really is. Right. What what's been the response from the artists that have been there? I mean, first uh, maybe first night you were there where other people were painting. Did you get feedback from? Um, before we got the wall, I forgot to mention this. We uh, there is a lady who owns the bar right next, or yeah, right next to Shiny State mm-hmm. Party Time, mm-hmm. Party Time Bar. Uh, she talked to me, and she's like, "Hey, we want the whole side of our bar repainted like something pretty, you know, positive." I'm like, "All right, yeah, that sounds cool. That's, that sounds fun." So, and she's like, uh, you can have the, the alleyway too, but you can do whatever you want there. Cool. I'm like, that is perfect. So, like, while I'm, like, going through all this and getting the, the project, you know, on the right path of where it's going, I started painting the alley, doing, like, graffiti stuff. And I remember the, the first painting I did, uh, um, my, my friend, he came down there and, like, taped it and kind of did, like, made, like, a little promo for the project. And so I got, I started getting messages of, of people that I saw that video. I was like, Hey, my husband, he paints too. You know, I, I think they'll be on. I'm like, yeah, come on down. It's free. Come on. <laughs> Just go down and paint. So, so I got him to come and then he knew people, other artists that did the same thing. He reached out to them. He, they bring more people and then those people bring more people. And it just like, it was just like a snowball effect. Mm. So that that's how kind of like how our little graffiti group uh, that I paint with 
became created and that's how like a lot of the art started popping up and I, like, i'm still meeting new artists to this day that i had no idea that did graffiti or wanted to that were here locally yeah. that you never met before yeah because it's not um it's not graffiti isn't really relevant um in this town as much as others I, there might be people that like just scribble on a wall sure but not people that like actually do it for the art well i guess yeah then there's not not as much real estate maybe here as there is in bigger urban areas yeah so like those those artists they're like so happy that they don't have to go out and do it illegally anymore Mm. because a couple of them have records sure it's like you know i was like i have a family i have a job I, i can't just go out and do that i'm so glad i have a place now i'm like oh man that's awesome here and i'm glad you know and uh and it really just started with me wanting to paint without getting in trouble myself. Mm. It was kind of like, I want to want, I want to paint, but I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. I'm going to build a whole project. <laughs> but like, my mindset wasn't like, all right, I'm going to build this project. Mm-hmm. My mindset was like, just to acquire a wall for me to be able to paint right myself man. and like others if they want to that, you know that's cool yeah that's something really pure about iran is it's just starting out of your genuine desire to create and um to kind of put this medium on here in your city yeah and so uh yeah it, it sounds like it's become a real kind of community which is yeah. exciting man and i i think uh you're doing it right like a large part of maybe the initial problem for things like this not taking off or other people that have dreams similar to yours that uh, don't manifest in anything mm-hmm. is because maybe they're like often stuck on, well, I don't have the capital to do that. Like right. I don't have, uh, you know, it doesn't start out of that genuine, like a cool thing about art is it, it is caring before there's capital involved, right. you know? Yeah. And so uh, just for you to take that and run with it and create something out of nothing here with this project for like a, Amanda's organization to partner up mm-hmm. alongside you. You couldn't see any of that coming, but you uh, took the initial steps to get there, and because you started, the mm-hmm. momentum just kept rolling, right? Yeah, absolutely. I had more people want to be like, uh, wanting to help any way they can with it. You know, that was, that was really helpful. Like, it's all volunteer work. Um, I mean, if I could pay people, I would. Um, I also recruited this other lady, uh, Amanda Osborne. She She's recently came down from uh, Columbus mm. and um, like she was like hey I want to help with the project I'm like okay that's great what, what do you do and she's like oh well I'm an event coordinator uh, I'm a graphic designer I do all this like awesome stuff and like she coordinated events for FEMA mm. and like other government based events and I'm like, you're way overqualified. <laughs> like, we're just a project wanted to put up art on the wall. Sure. And she's like, oh yeah, that's okay. Like, I love doing it. This is what I do for a living. She also manages like uh, social media pages for other companies and stuff. Like, that's what she gets paid to do. Yeah. I'm like, I can't pay you. And she's like, yeah, that's fine. It's like, I like volunteer work. I, I like graffiti art because there there's a uh, there's an event up in Columbus called the Urban Scroll, I think. Okay. Where it's like a it's a um, annual event. I think it takes place on like a weekend or during a week where a bunch of graffiti artists come from out of state, paint for like a weekend or something, and but then after that it's just gone away. Mm-hmm. So it's just like an event type deal. But it's not like an an everyday thing. What I'm trying to do here. Mm. Um, 
So I'm like, yeah, yeah, come on. So like, she's been helping me with like my my the social media stuff because I'm, I'm not the best at social media. I mean, I post like pictures here and there and some statuses on like just kind of helping, trying to help yeah. you grow the influence. Yeah. Of the so wall. Yeah. yeah, and she took over the whole ins- our Instagram page. Uh, she's still new. There's there's still like a bunch of stuff to do. We have like events that are, that we are planning right now. Cool. Like what, man? Tell us about uh, kind of the events. Um, we we want like nothing is set in stone right now, but we're wanting to host an event to where we can get some sort of funding to buy a lot of spray paint. Like, awesome. Like a lot. <laughs> so just kind of like stack yeah. up your resources a little bit. Yeah, but not for us. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense. But, like, it is for us, but also not. You just want to make that more readily, like, the materials more readily available to people? For the event, yeah. So, for the event, if we uh, got this funding, uh, we want to buy a bunch of spray paint. And during this event, people with their own spray paint can come and paint the wall. But, like, passerbys, people was like, hey, I, I want to paint on the wall. And it's like, oh, here you go. Yeah. Pick up a can. <laughs> like, go go right ahead. So, like, another reason is because uh, premium spray paint in the U.S., like, to sell, is it's just recently become legal. But mm. before that, it was Ill- very much illegal to sell uh, graffiti-based uh, premium spray paint. Um, but... Where I get all my stuff is online in an online store in Canada mm. or uh, Europe. That that's where you have to go to get it, and it's really expensive. Sure. Um. So we're and I know, and I know that not a lot of people have access to um, like that type of money, especially around here and in like a like a poor area. Yeah. So, um, but I still want people to be able to get involved and, you know, have a chance to, to create something and maybe they like it and then want to continue doing it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm, I'm just would like to like a huge community of people and artists getting together and painting this wall, having a good time. Um, also like to, uh, have host like, uh, musicians playing and like food trucks and stuff, like make it like a whole big thing. You know that that's like my dream event, and it's like pulling it together as a venue almost. Yeah, yeah. So and there and there's plenty of room down there to do it. There is, there is. Yeah. But yeah, man, you're you're kind of uh, tooling and pulling all the pieces together for like this creative incubator. Like yeah. I just think about uh, even like it being so close to the college Shawnee State students that want to ex- like experiment with that medium mm-hmm. have that the access and the means to and then even people here locally because I know there are people interested in the medium interested in expressing themselves mm-hmm. doing something creative um, that aspect of I guess art or designer uh, like the creative process in general is so underestimated like a lot of people don't even discover that they have a talent for something because they don't have the opportunity to to get reps in you know they don't have the opportunity to just go yeah. down and experiment um, yeah. unless exactly. it's uh unless it's kind of commercial work or you're doing an advertisement or some kind of graphic design yeah. that a business is, is paying for uh, a lot of people 
don't even uh, have the real opportunity just to explore you know and so i think you're providing that and it's super valuable just beyond uh even people that have an initial interest in graffiti right that that's another big part of it because you know even if because i hear i always tell people was like hey why don't you come down paint on the wall and they're like oh i'm not good enough i'm not good enough for that it's like i don't care if you can paint a stick figure just go down and do it you know, be like be involved with like the other people around there. It's like we're always there helping each other, and we like to help other people. And you know, like get better and how to use a can because it's completely different from writing on paper. Sure. Yeah. So, and it sounds like you're also uh, really kind of educating people on uh, the origins of what street art is and kind of some right. of the nuances of it. Right. It's not all just uh, a legal work that right. is. It's influenced by illegal work. Oh yeah, and yeah. What no, others there, are, there's created. roots there. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not denying that. But uh, there's plenty of like uh, legitimate ways to practice and. Of course. Yeah, yeah. And so you're just uh, kind of fueling that, which is exciting. Yeah, that's how you really learn is to get out there and just do it. Mm. And you know, having that that group there and painting with other people, it really helps. It's like, hey, I'm gonna make that line a little bit thicker fade that collar in a little bit more with the bottom or, sure you know then I don't know it's just, it's just like super positive mm. because um, like other graffiti communities like that I'm on on like Facebook or just online on other forums uh, they, they can be pretty nasty yeah like it's, it's a pretty it's a toxic environment to like just launch yourself into being a beginner mm if you're a seasoned graffiti artist or a graffiti writer, you just expect that people are nasty and those those we would call them the old heads because they they believe all oh, graffiti is for the streets and it should stay on the streets. And I'm like, no. So <laughs> so like, I'm trying to exclude all that negativity out mm. by working together and trying to get better at. Like painting after painting after painting. Yeah. Just progressively, you know. Well, whatever you want to say about it, it's definitely influences like the culture of the people that live like where graffiti is being done, right? It's just a part of public airspace. It's going to be a part of whatever city's environment. So the way you're channeling it in this really positive way is sure to have like a continually positive impact. So yeah, you're like I, I really like this idea of you using it as a as a venue and just getting uh, other bystanders that are interested in the food and the music, mm-hmm. kind of exposure to um, what what your real intention is, right. which is to help people people be creative. Right, exactly. And it doesn't even have to be graffiti. If you yeah. want to do a mural, paint, use a brush. If it sticks to a wall, I want you. <laughs> you know, chalk. You know, it's. You know, it's whatever is for any anyone, everyone. What, so this will really be your first summer where the walls open, uh, yes. and you're you know have a have a full summer to kind of see what happens. What are you excited about uh, moving forward, man? Um, I really would like to see a lot more people. Like even if I'm just walking by, I'd like to. I'd love to see a lot of people down there just painting on the wall. Mm. Have like. They don't even have to know about the project, mm. right? As just as long as they're doing it and having fun, and I see that they're having fun and they're enjoying it as much as I am, and you know, and hopefully these events bring more people because I would like just have the whole wall covered, 
And my, my one of my favorite parts is about it is it's always changing. Yeah. So, and then that's another part I, I want to touch base on is that le- the etiquette of legal walls, mm. because it's legal, anyone is allowed to go over anyone. And graffiti artists who do legal walls understand that to its entirety. Sure. So... That like your piece might be up for a day before someone day. covers it. They yeah, could, they could go up right behind them as soon as they're finished and paint over. Right. The only thing is like, um, the the people I paint with, of course, they 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 understand that their stuff's going to get painted over. Mm. They paint it over their own stuff. Uh, they paint over other people's stuff. You know, but it's like when we paint it, we take a picture of it. That's it. We're we just do it to do it and have fun and do it because we love. Run it. Let me touch on that, man, because that's a. It's an important part. It's almost a beautiful thing that it's yeah. so temporary because yes. it, it emphasizes the point that uh, what you're doing is about the process. It's about growing as an artist. Right. Um, it's about you know understanding a line and depth and everything uh, that you're kind of putting into a piece you're creating. Mm-hmm. Um, too many people get stuck on the end product and that's why they never start but that is the the beautiful thing of just about street art in general is it is uh it is so temporary it's so it's spontaneous um and when you give people the the uh ability to do that then uh their growth just in life um you know they're on a different trajectory than people that can never start and never finish you know right yeah exactly um I just love how it changes, how often it changes. Uh, we even put out bets like, hey, how long do you think your thing's going to stay out there? <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, but we also don't get mad or upset when someone has gone over it with something that's, you know, not as intricate as something we put up. Yeah. They, they could put up like a little, you know, words like this sucks or something. I, I, I prefer them not to say that, but, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, well, sorry. <laughs> but um, some people have a uh, question like, like, why why should people be allowed to go over it when someone put like the time and money and effort into creating it? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I understand, but that's what I've been trying to explain from like the very, very start. Yeah. Like it's your stuff is going to get painted over. Sure, man. Either by another artist or myself when I, when I prime it. Yeah. Cause, um, collaborative effort. It's nobody's wall community. Right. You know, it's like in a com- communal creative process kind of exercise. Yeah. And so, um, I think people will get that man just with time, but I, yeah. I really do believe in what you guys are doing. I think it's super important. Um, just for the community to have access to this kind of unfettered uh, creative portal for whatever right. they want to do. I've also had a, quite a few people ask, is like, hey, can, can we dedicate space for this? I, I have a business or a project I don't like to do. I just want to be able to like put up like you know free ad space or something. I'm like, sure, but I can't guarantee you it's not going to be painted over tomorrow. Sure. Yeah, so like I'm also not there – 24-7 to police what's being put up. Yeah. So, like, if someone were to go down there and put something inappropriate, uh, which is another bullet I want to hit on, is the rules. Yeah. Okay, I've already had some people not follow them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, like, we value free speech 
Um, I mean, if you want to put something political, you're absolutely allowed to do that. But it's also going to upset some people. Okay, so I'm I'm also taking a flag for that. It's like, hey, why are you allowing these people to do that? I don't believe in that. Sure. It's like, oh, well, we've free speech, you know? That, I mean, if you don't like it, you're more than welcome to go down there and paint over it. Right, right. Just yeah. by nature, man, it's going to bring up all kinds of interesting oh, yeah. conversations. I, no I am waiting. We've already had, had one interaction with something to do with that. Yeah. Um, um, but I won't get into those details. Um, but I imagine that's what, like, a man and organ organization was a part of, just the legal aspect of those kind of things. Yeah. 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 So, just for, like, the respect for, of the city and what the project is, I would really prefer them to not put anything, like, any F-bombs, you know, anything silly, like, um, genitalia of any <laughs> kind. Um, no, no hate towards a certain group of people. Right. You know, the, the basic, obvious stuff. Yeah. But if they want to do, like, want to go down there and paint a big old Trump or Biden, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> but people aren't going to like it. Some people aren't going to like it either way. You know, you swing it. Sure. But it's completely allowed. Um, it's just the, the hate, um, you know, the offensive imagery... Um, no nudity, absolutely none. Um, but if I know things like that are going to happen eventually, um, some of it already has, and I just go down there and paint over it. I have I have people that uh, that go down there and drive by sometimes, you know, just to check. And uh, if there's an issue, I just I just go down there and paint it because uh, you know I don't want. People thinking it's like, oh, that's okay. I'm gonna go do something like that myself. Or, sure, you know. Sure. And I try, I try to reiterate the rules, the really simple, basic rules of what's allowed and what's not. There's, there's not even that many rules, you know. Just, yeah, but it's just part of community management, man. Yeah. I mean, that really is what you're building as a community around this medium. And so, just, uh, just out of the respect of everyone involved, uh, exactly. that's just part of the etiquette. Yeah. Well, man, uh, where can people find out more about the project, get in touch with you online, find out when new events are springing up? Okay, yeah, um, we're most active on our Facebook. If you just search uh, Portsmouth Street Art Project, it'll pop right up. Uh, if you're wanting to find the wall, we're on Google and Apple Maps, so just port or just search uh, Portsmouth Street Art Project, it'll pop right up there, too. Mm. We're also on Instagram at uh, psap.ohio. Um any um, events or announcements we have going on, we will announce them um, on those platforms. Uh, we don't have any. We don't have any obscure platforms that that we're on. It's just Instagram and Facebook. Um, my personal Facebook, of, of course. I always share everything, and uh, my phone number is on the the uh, Portland Street Art page. You just click the phone icon and it'll call my phone. Or uh, you can text me. Uh, we also have an email, uh, psap.ohio at gmail.com. Um, we're always interested in working with other community projects or if you have like a project of your own that you would like to include the wall along, you know, that's, we really uh, support that too. We had a lot of photographers 
come down. I was like, hey, can I take pictures of your wall? Yeah, like, cool. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you don't need permission, but I mean, that's cool. I mean, send us pictures and we'll post them on the page for you. So, so I think that's really cool that people want to use the wall for other things that aren't just about making art. Right. Yeah, so like their own type of art, like with like photographs. Mm. So I think that's really cool. Um, that it, that it's a, that it's expanding past painting. Right. Yeah. So, and I think I think it'll continue to, man. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm really excited for. And uh, as for events, you know, we, we have events that are in planning processes uh, right now. Nothing set in stone. Anything that we have a value will probably be posted on uh, the Facebook. Mm. Well, awesome, man. Yeah, and like I said, I know what you guys are doing is really important. Um, It's a really cool testament to, you know, our city working together, like even you, um, that you just had this vision, took it to city council, found other people with aligned interests, and here you are. Um, And, you know, artists are such an important part of any city's renaissance and reformation. That's exactly what's happening here in Portsmouth, and it's a beautiful part of it, what you're doing with Portsmouth Street Art. Thanks, man. Yeah, so thank you so much for talking to us, Ron, and uh, good luck. (laughs) For sure. Thanks. Take care, everybody.